Amen. All right. Go ahead and have a seat. So I got to ask, when you see that title up there, what pops into your head? Frozen. I knew it. See, I... Wait, did somebody just do like the... Okay, I knew somebody did that. I told Miss Kathleen, I said, I got a title tonight. It's going to make everybody think of a song. She didn't believe me, but I'm glad it does. So are y'all excited about open house tomorrow and starting school next week? No, you're ready, aren't you? All right, man, it is, it is so hard. It is hard to imagine that this is the last Wednesday of summer that you guys like it's done are you good? <laughs> You're really excited about that, aren't you? I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad you guys are here tonight. But how many of you, okay, let's show of hands. How many of you are excited that school starts on Monday? <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, some of the parents in here. Okay, so hold on, hold on. Keep your hand up if you're excited about it, okay? Why are you excited? Yeah. Okay, over with. Okay, you're ready for it to start so it can be done. Okay, that's fair. Aiden, you get to see your friends. All right, that's good. Nathan, do I want to ask? I'm excited about school starting on Monday. <laughs> All right, Miss Jessie. You tired of video games? Okay, I got, I got to ask. Miss Deanna, why are you excited? Because you're ready for him to be out of your space. All right, Brock, last one. You're ready for school to start because you like the subjects? Okay, all right. How many of you are not excited about school starting? Like you don't, you'd wait, you'd be fine another week, another month, all of that. Keep your arms up. Keep your arms up. Logan, why? Yeah, you have marching band practice. Micah, Why? You don't like to use your brain. Okay, good luck with that in life. Sarah, why? You just hate school. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's much longer than that. Max, it's school. That's, that's enough. Peyton. The students are questionable in their behavior. Okay, that, that's, that's a fair assessment. All right, Riley. You don't want to get up at 5.30. Yeah, that, that's, that's not fun. All right, what you got? You, get, you, don't, you don't want to give up sleeping in. Are any of you, okay, put your hands down. Hey, put your hands down. One last question. Put your hands down. Thank you. Are any of you nervous about starting school on Monday? Okay, a couple of, all right, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Chloe, why? You have, okay, so brand new school. You don't know what's coming. All right, Clayton. Yeah, that's right. It's high school. JD? It's high school. You don't know anything. All right, somebody else that hadn't answered yet. If you've answered, all right, put your hand down. I'm going to call on somebody else. Nobody else? Nobody? Okay. All right. So let me, let me share with you a secret. Are you ready for the secret? That excitement, that thought of I don't want school to start, and that nervousness about not knowing anything about what you're stepping into, that's normal, and it's okay. I remember, I want to say probably every year that I can remember, like the night before a school year would start, I would barely sleep because of all of those things that you said. Some of y'all are like, yes, that's exactly what's going to happen Sunday night. 
But it's because of all of those things that you said. You're, you're excited because there's brand new things. There's new people. There's new opportunities. But you're also kind of nervous because it's brand new people and brand new things. And, and you start to wonder, you know, are the, are the teachers going to like me? Are the teachers going to hate me? How long until they start smothering me in homework? Or, or maybe, maybe you're worried about the new people you're going to meet at school. Are they going to think I'm weird? Are they going to think I'm cool? Is this all going to be okay? And, and I remember, but I will tell you this. Hey, all of you starting middle school and high school, you, you have advantages. I, uh, I know when I started middle school, for those of you who are just finishing fifth grade last year or this year, the middle school that I went to, it was fifth through eighth grade. So like we started middle school beginning of fifth grade. So you talk about being little kids in there with these big giant like six foot eighth graders. It was scary. It was really scary. And high school, how many, how many people are in Camden County High School? Like, what's that? 2,700? Okay. So, if it's somewhere between 24 and 2,700, your high school is literally four times the size of the high school I went to. Like, my graduating class had 200 people in it. And you guys have like three times that many in every grade at the school. So you talk about, I could see why you'd be scared. I can see why you might be a little bit nervous. But it's okay to have those feelings. It's okay because, guys, you're stepping into something that's unknown. Even if you've got some kind of idea of where you're going, maybe you're going to be at the same school, or, or maybe you've, you've talked to some of the people and you know some people that might be in your classes there may be some things that you're ready for and familiar with, but there's going to be other things completely brand new. Completely. All right, don't do that every time. Somebody just did it again. There's going to be something, hey, there's going to be something new every single day. And that fear is okay to have. That excitement is okay to have because it's normal. Because as you step onto those middle school campuses or that, that college campus or that high school campus, or maybe you're going to work, there's going to be new things every day. And it's okay to step into those unknown things. Because when you step into those unknown things, you're showing that you trust God. That's enough. Thank you. It's showing that you trust God. In fact, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. There was a guy in the Old Testament by the name of Joshua. Anybody ever heard of him before? Okay. Some of y'all are like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Joshua. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 1. And in Joshua chapter 1, we find this guy, Joshua, who God has given this task to him. But what God has not done is told Joshua everything that's going to happen with this new task. In fact, let me give you a little background as we step into this tonight. The, the people of Israel, these are God's chosen people. They've been in slavery in Egypt for something like 400 years. And there comes a time where God sends this man named Moses. And he says, Moses, you're going to lead my people out of Egypt and out of slavery. And that's exactly what Moses does. He goes to Pharaoh. God uses him to perform all of these miracles. And eventually Pharaoh says, take, my, take your people, get out of town. But the very first obstacle they come up to, this roadblock that they have is this big sea that they've got to get across. And God uses Moses to do a miracle and parts that sea. And the people are able to get out of there. And it comes back over and like kills all the Egyptians that are chasing them. And as he's leading them through this place, this wilderness, this desert, they're on, this, they're on their way to a place called the promised land. And the reason it's called the promised land is because God has promised them that he's going to take them to this new place that he has prepared for them. But you see, there's a problem. 
as they're going, they forget very quickly what God had done. That God had brought them out of Egypt, that God had protected them, that God had provided for them. And they begin to grumble and they begin to gripe and they begin to say, maybe we need to worship some other gods. And because of that, Scripture tells us that it caused them to have to wander around in the desert, not just for the time it took to get to the new land, but 40 years. So after 40 years, they finally get to where they're supposed to go. But the problem is Moses doesn't get to lead them into this promised land. Because Moses had been disobedient to God during that time as well when they were wandering. So what happens is God tells Moses, hey, I want you to raise up a new leader. And there's this guy by the name of Joshua. So while they're camped out there, while they're right on the other side of this river to go into this new land that God has promised them, Moses sends a group of spies into this new land, says, hey, go check it out. Go see what the people are like. Go see what the land is like. And all of the spies come back and all but two of them say, we can't do this. There's people that live there. They're giants. They're people that we can't conquer. There's no way we can go over and do what you're telling us we're supposed to be able to do. But Joshua is one of the two men that come back and say, yes, we can do this. If God is the one that has promised we're going to do this, if God has told us we can go there and we're going to have this land, we can do this because this is going to be a great place for us. So what God does is God tells Moses, hey, I want you to raise Joshua up as the next leader of the Israelite people. And that's exactly what happens. He calls him up. He, he declares he's the leader in front of all of the nation of Israel. And then Moses passes away. And after Moses passes away, they have a time of mourning. And then Joshua begins to hear from God. And that's exactly what we're going to walk through tonight in this passage. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 1, read, reading verses just 6 through 9. And as we walk through this, there's a couple things that I want you to see about stepping into the unknown. And it's things, wow, these are promises that are made specifically to Joshua in this time for his situation. Those are also truths that we're going to see that carry throughout Scripture and apply to us as well. So as we read tonight, I'm going to ask you to stand. Joshua 1, four short verses, 6 through 9. Let me read those for us. It says, oh, my contacts just went sideways. Don't you hate it when that happens? And your eyes get blurry and it's like, I can't see anything right now. So here's what it says. I'm going to go to the iPad because I can't read it out of there anymore. For Joshua 1, 6 through 9. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from my mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word, and we thank you that as, as we look at it, whether it's New Testament, Old Testament, God, we see where you're working, and we see where your promises are to your people, and we can see, God, how we can live lives to honor you. And I pray that you'll help us to do that tonight. Help us to be different because we've been in your presence and in your word tonight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, go ahead and have a seat. So as we walk through this, the first thing that we see is that as you go into the unknown, you need to understand that God has a plan for you. Okay, that's exactly what's happening here. Verse six, again, he tells Joshua, be strong and courageous. 
For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. So you've got Joshua. He's there. He's on the edge of this river to cross into the new land that God has promised him. And Joshua is doing something new. Something he's never done before. Something that he, he has no idea what is coming because God has only told him a piece of what he's going to do next. He says, Joshua, you're going you're to take my people and you're going to take over this land. Now, if I'm Joshua at this point, personally, I've got a lot of questions. Okay, number one, how are we going to get across this river that's in front of us, even though he's already seen him part the sea before? So that's that's should be a pretty much a no-brainer. Um, how are we going to get across this river? How are we going to conquer the people that are there? How are we going to settle in this land? Where are we going to settle in this land? All kinds of questions running through my head. I'm willing to guess there were probably some questions that were running through Joshua's head because all of these things are unknown to him. He's got this great big challenge, this great big adventure that he's standing on the edge of, and it had to be a little scary. But you see, God had a plan. And he tells Joshua part of that plan here. The plan is you're going to be the leader and you're going to lead my people into this promised land because you're going to help fulfill the promise that I made to them. That's what God tells Joshua. You want to talk about a huge responsibility, but also a huge opportunity. Now, notice here, God doesn't give Joshua all of the steps and that's okay. You may be looking at a new school year, and as of right now, you may not even know what your schedule is going to look like till you get on power school or get to school in the morning. You don't even know what that next step is, but you know you've got to go. You know you've got to show up and find out where your classes are and who your teachers are and all of those things. You may not know how God is going to use you this next school year as you step onto your campus, but if you are willing to trust God and know that he does have a plan to use you, God has a plan for you as you step on to that campus. Because if you sit here tonight and you say you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then God has saved you for a purpose. And that purpose is to honor him with your life. Scripture tells us that he's created things for us to do. It's in, uh, let's see if I can read the Bible again. It's in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says this, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. If, if you've put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for your school year. He has a plan for you to honor him in the way that you live your life this school year, the way that you interact with people. You have 180 days of school ahead of you, and you have no idea what they hold right now not a clue what each day is going to look like and that's perfectly fine because God already knows God already knows what he has planned for you God already knows how those 180 plus whatever other days you have to do Saturday school sports practices all of those things God already knows he has a plan for you to be on that campus this school year but you have to follow him if you're going to live out that plan that's the next thing that we see in this passage, that as, as you go into the unknown this year, you need to understand that God's word must guide you. Look at what God says to Joshua here in verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. 
This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Basically, what God is telling Joshua is the same thing we talked about in church across the street this past Sunday, that the word of God has to be what guides your life. He's telling Joshua, if you are going to accomplish my plan, God is saying, Joshua, you are going to have to stick to my word. You're going to have to do what these Old Testament scriptures, the things that they had from God, what they told Joshua to do. He was going to have to completely rely on the word of God in his life. Had to be integral to everything that he did. Because that was the only thing that would guarantee that Joshua leading the people of Israel were going to succeed in this new land. And let me make a distinction here. Succeeding here is not getting everything they wanted out of life in this new land. When he talks about how you'll be successful and you'll be prosperous, he's saying, you're going to accomplish my work. That's the succeeding that God was talking about here. And the same holds true for every one of you that's stepping onto a school campus on Monday. God has a plan for you as you begin that new school year. But the only way you're going to have success in living out that plan that God has for you is if you press into the Word of God. And you follow it. And you keep it as the focus of everything that you do. And don't let yourself get distracted by relationships. And don't let yourself get distracted by drama. And don't let yourself get distracted by all of those other different things that happen while you're in school. They're going to happen. But you've got to keep God's word as the focus of your life, not turning away from it for any reason. I talked about on Sunday in Psalm 119 how there's 176 verses in that chapter. And if you read through all 176 verses, you will see the same theme popping up over and over and over. If you're going to live a life that honors God, you have to press into the word of God. Let me read you the next couple of verses in Psalm 119. It starts in verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. You see, if you've grown up in church, you've spent a lot of time learning parts of the word of God. If you've gone through Awana, I don't know how many verses you put in your head at some point. At least for the five minutes that you had to say it, you memorized that verse. Hopefully you've held on to it a little bit longer than that. We've gotten a lot of biblical knowledge throughout our lives if you've been in church for a while. Knowing the word of God is great. And it's something that we need. Scripture tells us right there, we need to hide it in our heads, hide it in our hearts so that it will protect us from sinning against God. But that knowledge doesn't do anything if you don't ever put it into action. So as you step onto a campus on Monday, all the biblical knowledge you have is a great thing. But if you don't put it into action to press into God and follow his plan for you, it's worthless. 
So you need to know that if you're going to step into the unknown on Monday, that you can press into God's word, that you can follow what God's word said, and you have to let it guide you as you do that. You have to let what you say you believe affect what you do. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, didn't we? That's exactly what we see right here. God is telling Joshua, you say you believe this, now live it out. Keep my word as your focus. Don't get distracted by all of the other things because when you do that, you will have success. Success in living out the plan that God has for you on that campus this year. And then there's one more thing that we see in this passage. As you enter into the unknown, you need to know that God is with you. Joshua 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Wait, how many of y'all know this in song version? Some, I saw a couple of hands. I'm not going to ask you to sing it. I'm just curious. That was a VBS song a couple of years ago. It says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is a promise that God is making to Joshua. He's saying, I'm going to be with you. When you step across that river, when you step into this new land, everywhere that you go, God says, I'm going to be there. He's going to be with Joshua, and he's going to be with the entire nation of Israel. And there's a phrase there that, that, that be strong and courageous. This is the third time we've seen that phrase in these four verses. So there's, there's something there. But I want you to understand something. That, that strength and that courage that, that God is telling Joshua to have, you need to understand that's not strength and courage that is coming up by the willpower of Joshua. It's not that Joshua is this really brave guy and he just got scared for a little while, so he needs to just kind of stir up that bravery and I can do this and put on the right music and get himself pumped up and he's ready to go. The, the courage and the bravery that God is talking about right here, it comes from God. It's something that God equips you with. It's, it's a spiritual equipping of God to do His will. Joshua can have courage because he's following God and God is empowering Joshua as he works through the Holy Spirit in his life to accomplish what God's will is. See, God's the one doing all of this. It's a result of Joshua living in obedience to God and His Word, not a result of Joshua's own willpower. A lot of time we think, you know what, I'm going to do this for God, and I'm going to do this for God, and I'm going to do this for God. And we think if we just do enough of the right things, and we just have enough, even just self-discipline in our lives, that we're going to do everything God wants us to accomplish. And you need to understand something. You may do some of it on your own, and you may do a great job, but you will never fully accomplish what God has planned for you if you are relying solely on yourself. You've got to rely on God. You've got to trust God to stretch you beyond what you think you can do. There's going to be times this next week, this next semester, this next school year, where you're going to have opportunities to live out what you say you believe, and it's going to be way beyond your comfort zone, way beyond what you think you can do. That's when you get to rely on God. That's when you get to let Him work in you and get to watch Him work through you as He pulls you through and pushes you through situations that you can't do on your own. Joshua, probably a pretty good leader or God wouldn't have chosen him with his own abilities. But the things that Joshua was able to lead the nation of Israel to do, he couldn't have done that on his own. It took God working in him and through him to accomplish 
those things. You need to know that you can have a confidence that as you step into the unknown of a new school year, that you are a disciple of Jesus. And if you are a disciple of Jesus, then it is God working in you. We know this from the New Testament. Scripture tells us that when you put your faith and your trust in God, you are forgiven in that moment and the Holy Spirit indwells you. And now you have God working in you through the Holy Spirit as you press into his word to give you what you need to live boldly for him. That's exactly what God is telling Joshua to do right here. Press into my word so that you can do the things that I have for you to do. And that's what we need to remember. Paul tells Timothy that in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, he says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. We don't have to be afraid. Yeah, you may be stepping into something that's scary. You may be stepping into a brand new campus and you know nothing. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. God gave us a spirit of power and love and self-control. Romans 8.15, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've received the spirit of adoptions as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. If you've put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ, even though you're facing scary things, you don't have to be afraid of those scary things because God is with you. The Holy Spirit indwells you, lives in you, and you are never without God wherever you go. And that's important to remember as you step into something that's new and something that's scary. So there's three things as you face Monday. The first one is this. I'm just going to say them again. Trust that God has a plan for you this year. Trust that as you step onto that campus, God has a plan for you to live out your faith, what you say you believe. And it's okay if you don't know what that plan is right now. In fact, it's probably better that you don't know what that plan is right now. You know why? Because when we know the whole plan, we start figuring out how we're going to make it work. When God gives us one step at a time, we have to trust him and take that step knowing that he's going to give us the next one as we go. You need to trust that God has a plan for you. That's what he did with Joshua. He said, Joshua, I want you to gather all the people. If you keep reading in that chapter, and I want you to bring them all together, and I want you to talk to them, and then you're going to take them across the river. He didn't tell them how. He, di he didn't tell them at that point in time where they were going next. He didn't tell them what people they were going to encounter next. He said, gather the people. And Joshua was obedient, and God did exactly what God said he was going to do. And then God revealed the next step. And if you go through and read this book, you see that exactly what God promised was going to happen, happens. They go into this land. They take over this land. They settle the way God told them that they would. You need to trust that God has a plan for your life this year. On that school campus for those next 180 school days. But you also need to let the word of God guide you. There's going to be a lot of voices telling you who you're supposed to be. There's going to be a lot of voices telling you what you need to do, where you need to go, how you need to do it. I want to encourage you, let the word of God be the loudest voice in your life. With all of those other things, 
Let the word of God be the loudest thing that speaks into your life. Because as you do that, you're going to see that plan. And you're going to see God working in your life. And you need to remember this. Remember that God is with you. As you step into the unknown on Monday, as you step onto those new campuses, or as you step into work full time, or whatever it is that you're doing next, you need to know that as a disciple of Jesus Christ, God is with you every step of the way. Rely on him for courage. Rely on him for strength. Rely on him for everything. That's what this passage is showing us. In a moment, we're going to stand up and and we're going to sing one more song. And I want to encourage you to do this. Those fears that you have about next week. I want to encourage you. Take that orange card in your seat. Write them down. Just be honest. Get them on paper. God, I'm afraid of this. And then when we stand, as we start to sing, take that paper, fold it. And drop it in this basket. You can put your name on it if you want to. You don't have to. But put it up here so that the adults in this room can pray for you. Because it is scary. But you're not alone. If you will press into God and press into his word and trust his plan and know that you are not alone as you go forward, God is going to do incredible things in and through you this year. And he's going to use you to impact the campus that you're going to be on wherever he puts you in a way that God has for you. Give it to God and trust him to guide you. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word. And God, I pray for every single one of us in here today, whatever we're stepping into, God, whether it's a new school year or, or a new job or, or whatever it is. God, help us to press into your word. Help us to follow you. Help us to trust your plan, God, and know that you're with us no matter where we go. God, help us to know that, that we follow and we serve a God that He's not a God of fear. He's a God that makes us bold. He's a God that makes us brave. God, I pray that you will help us to follow that this year as we press into your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing. Let's pray. Dear God, I just thank you for the wonderful summer that we've had. allowing us to grow together and have fun with our games and, you know, just relax a little bit. And as we go back into the school year, I just hope that you lead us all on the path that you want us to go and you let us all know that you're with us all the time and that you help us find good community with one another and you uplift us in every way that you can so that we can fulfill all that you want us to do in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, before y'all have a seat real quick before you go anywhere. Um, Something we do every year when we've got seniors who have graduated and some are working and some are going off to school and all that good stuff. um, We want to pray for them because for some of them, this is their last official Wednesday night here as part of the youth group. Okay. Um, If you're staying here and you're a graduated senior, we're not kicking you out. You're still allowed to come on Wednesday nights. Um, But for those that are going away or even just going locally, we want to take a moment. We want to pray for them and pray over them. So Chloe Crosby, come up here. Miss Richardson, come on up here. Um, come on up here. 
Come on up here, Audrey. Uh, who else we got? Kurt's going back to school. Get up here. Cassidy, come on up here. I know you're working, but you're still stepping into something new. And Miss Isla, come on up here, okay? So these, except for Kurt, Kurt's the lone male, for real this time, the lone male up here. Um, these ladies have all graduated yet. Yeah, only y'all remember that. They didn't remember this. These ladies all graduated this last year, and they're starting school, or they're working, they're stepping into some new stuff, um, which can be kind of scary, and this guy is stepping into his second year of college. He's been here interning with us at the church all summer, and uh, we've been putting a big load on him, but I'm glad he's been here. So this is his last week that he's going to be here. He's heading back to college as well. So I'm going to ask you guys to do something. I'm going to ask y'all to kind of circle up here in the middle. And every one of you, I want you to come up here, and if you can reach them, put a hand on their shoulder. If you can't, put a hand on the shoulder of the person in front of you. And we're going to pray over them, and Mr. John is going to lead us in a prayer. Come on in. Hustle. Bring it in. All right, yeah. All right, please, please mess up Kurt's hair. Yeah. Okay. All right, hey guys, right, guys, Mr. John's going to pray. Yep, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just love you. We just thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for all these seniors and what they've meant to the school and, and the light that they brought. God, I just ask that you might be with them as they go their ways, whether it's to school, whether it's to a job, or whether it's here. Father, I just ask that you just always let them remember that, that you are with them, Father. God, and we just ask that uh, for those that are going away, that they might have a church home they might find a church home and God no matter what happens if, if ever they get in the weeds let them know that they've got places here that they can come uh, and, and just find peace and, and comfort God but also Father if, if they're away I, I just pray that you might convict them and draw them to you so that so that they might be that light to a lost world out there just be with them take care of them let them know that they are loved in Christ's name Amen. All right. Y'all have a great last couple days of summer. Hey, don't forget, Sunday morning.